Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we have discussed at length the concerns about the fit with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. And quite frankly, it's actually a fairly simple solution here, making those two guys work and and optimizing both of their games, playing off of each other. So today, we're going to discuss that. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I'm a little under the weather, so this is going to be a slightly shorter show here. Uh, I want to discuss Russell Westbrook here and and the fit with LeBron. I'm not worried at all about the fit with Anthony Davis. I think they fit uh, very easily. Like that, that those two guys will immediately improve non-LeBron minutes, uh, both in terms of like what we have to watch. And, and also in terms of the productivity that, that those groups have. Uh, but for LeBron and Russ, especially at the end of games, that's when I'm the most kind of nervous. I do think there is something that Russell Westbrook can do to improve the fit with LeBron. And it's something, by the way, that he hasn't done any of over the course of his career. But I want to see Russell Westbrook as the screener in pick-and-roll situations with LeBron. Remember back we we used to call uh, Lonzo Ball. I used to we, we I used to call him a Roomba out there because he you know when his game was still kind of progressing and he wasn't very confident with his shot. He basically just like ran around all over the court and set screens, whether it was on ball or off ball. He would just run into everything he possibly could much like your Roomba does at home, right? You just, (laughs) I wake up every single morning to my Roomba banging into my bedroom door. And, and I think if Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are going to work, especially at the end of games, I want to see Russell Westbrook setting screens for LeBron because uh, no, he is not going to be the kind of player that if he picks and pops uh, the, the defense is going to, sell out to stop him from shooting threes. But if he catches the ball on a short roll, then I don't know how you guard that. I don't know how you defend Russell Westbrook catching the ball on the move with a defender down. Like he would he would be basically catching the ball in three on two or four on three situations. And if you have the proper shooting around him, I just I just don't think there's any way you can guard that consistently. So for me one of the things I'm really going to be focusing on at least early on in preseason and, and, and that stuff is how often are we seeing Russell Westbrook sizing up a defender, setting a crushing screen on somebody who, yes, will be bigger than him, but he's strong enough and competitive enough that I think if he wants to set that screen, he'll be able to set that screen well. So how often is he doing that? And, and creating that advantage. Uh, that, to me, is the key in getting those LeBron-Russell Westbrook minutes to make the most sense. And, and obviously, you could do the same thing where Russ has the ball and LeBron is the screener. I just think it's more dangerous with Russell Westbrook as a screener because uh, LeBron is more effective um, as a ball handler in those pick and rolls than than Russell Westbrook is, and also like the whoever is guarding Russ 
is not going to be used to being put in that situation. So I just I've always liked smalls who set good screens and and uh, put defenses in spots where they haven't really prepared for that. And I think in this case, it makes a ton of sense here for Russ. Interestingly enough, I actually think a lot of that same stuff can be said about Taylor Horton Tucker. And it's going to be really interesting to see because if you look at the the rotation, especially the guard rotation, um, Taylor Horton Tucker's minutes aren't going to be very easy to come by. Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, those guys are going to command quite a few minutes as well. Kent Bazemore is probably the best shooting guard on the roster. So if Taylor Horton Tucker wants to play a role on this team that is commensurate with the contract that he just signed, he's going to have to be kind of flexible here. And one way that I think he can be more productive than he was consistently last year is to focus on what he does off of the ball. Um, and, and look, if his game progresses to a point where he is more productive on the ball, then cool. Awesome that he just took a leap. But if not, then he's really going to have to get a little creative here and and find minutes that might not otherwise present themselves if he doesn't take a, a step forward in his game. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Again, slightly shorter show just because my, my voice is, is really kind of struggling here. Uh, I do want to put you guys, point you guys in the direction of some good stuff on SilverScreenRoll.com. Uh, Alex Regla, who is, in my opinion, maybe the best writer that we have at, at SilverScreenRoll. Don't tell him I said that. Um, but he put together a really good editorial on uh, non-LeBron minutes being more productive than they've been over the course of his career. So you're going to want to check that out. And then on my show, on the Anthony Irwin show, uh, I spoke to Matt Moore, who thinks that the Lakers uh, should be right there with the other favorites to win a championship next year. So both he and I are much higher on the Lakers than I think public perception might be. So you're going to want to check that out as well. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a